just jump right into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to the official episode four of the Shaluminati podcast. I am, as always, Mike or Mathis or whatever you want to call me, joined by my good friends Alex and Jesse. How's it going, boys? Hello. Mm. Hello. Feeling good. Are you feeling well? That's good. I'm glad you're feeling good. Uh, uh, too good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. I I just had a good. I just had a shrimp cocktail and a taco. I feel great. Hell yeah, dude. W- wait, that's, time that's out. Delicious. Time out. A shrimp cocktail and a taco, or in a taco, and a taco. How did you get both? My, my uncle always orders a lot of appetizers, so I was like, I'm gonna go light. The shrimp cocktail had five shrimp, and I got a taco a la carte. Uh, bingo, bango, bongo. Bingo, bango, bongo. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Guys, as you get older, this is what it turns into. Get ready. <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, uh, we had to pull Jesse away from uh, World of Warcraft. His uh, No, you didn't have to pull me away. True bay. I walked away <laughs> willingly. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> um. But uh, this episode is going to be fun because it's uh, it's something I've been excited to do for a while. And while we're just hitting kind of the basics of it and really kind of laying a groundwork for future episodes uh, that have to do with aliens. Oh, man, aliens are just like I picked up a couple new books. I don't know if uh, maybe Alex, you've read a couple of them, but I picked up Edge of Reality, um, which is on its way from Amazon right now. And on my last trip, sorry, I'm bending over to grab the book. On my last trip, I picked up Crash at Cor- uh, Corona, which has to do with uh, the evidence uh, from Area 51 and all that stuff in Roswell. Uh, and I'm pumped. I've never heard of that one, but Edge of Reality is like, that's like, that's that's canon. Yes, it's canon. That's like the shit that you want to read because it's important for any UFO yeah. enthusiast of any point. Um, I'm embarrassed not to have a copy. Yeah, they're not that. They're like twenty bucks on Amazon if you want to grab one. They're not that. Yeah, bad. I should. Yeah. I absolutely should. But um, today is gonna be fun. Uh, I have a feeling the most fun for Jesse uh, because we're gonna talk about basically the things we're gonna cover today are how long people believe aliens have been visiting, uh, why they visit, why aliens are even interested in Earth as it is right now, the aliens that are quote unquote recorded having visited us, um, and maybe we'll light. We're gonna lightly touch on a couple of mass sightings, the sightings where hundreds or thousands of people saw the same thing and uh, has a bit more. Uh, facts behind that it. That shit is that shit is just like irrefutable to me. Yeah, what? there's there's wait what, there, what? irrefutable, what like just the scale of it sometimes is like so wide reaching on these like mass sightings that I just get like my mind blown. Well, I, like at the to, very we least, need to determine what mass at the very least is, though. Okay, so well, for, for as well, an well, ex- I just know I happen to just know about a couple, you know. Yeah, 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 like as an example, the Hudson Valley sightings. I think there were upwards of three or four hundred phone calls to the local police department within the couple night span that they were seeing all these V-shaped lights and ships hovering around uh, the town. For I think it was it was there was like a couple of nights that it happened, separated by a few days, um, and then something like the Phoenix Lights, which is upwards of I think a thousand people. But again, plus the but news. again, these are like UFOs, news. not. Aliens. Let's be clear. Right. But just compelling ones. You know, like the Phoenix Lights one. The Phoenix Lights one is specifically if we're, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's just like, you know, there was a great National Geographic documentary about it that just was like so convincing, like truly convincing. But convincing about what? Walter Cronkite was like the the host of it or something. But I I think let's again be clear. It's a UFO. It's unidentified. So we yeah, can't correct. Say I'm not talking correct. about this proves. I'm not saying this proves the existence of aliens. I'm just saying these seem at least to be not something 
you know, like most of these sightings end up being like a dude trying to hoax for money or something right, like right, that. Right, 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 right. No, I can agree with yeah. that. I think yeah. the and mass sightings you're talking about are ones that I'm like, okay, people definitely saw something. The question remains, what right. did they see? And, but and Sure. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, and that's what's so interesting about these sightings. So uh, just so people understand, I went into this episode thinking, all right, we're going to talk about one of the sightings in depth. And then I started, like, doing, like, my proper note-taking and research. I'm like, there's so many things that we need to talk about first before we worry about that. Um, and things like the Phoenix the Phoenix Lights or the Hudson Valley Valley sightings, they are UFOs. And that's, that's important to note. While... Through it, there are multiple people who have come forward and said they had weird experiences with, is with them. Obviously, it's all hearsay. But there is, of course, uh, video evidence of these UFOs in the sky that you can go look up that have been around since the 90s and 80s and when these ended up happening. Um, so, But we're going to worry more about, like I said, the basics and, and, and maybe lightly touch on those today. Uh, but before we dive into that, I do. there's a couple of things I want to mention right at the top. Um, one, uh, there was a bit of a uh, correction that I want to put on the Hollow Moon episode that we Uh-oh, about. what do we do? What did you, what did you do? Here we go. What did uh, you do? There it was is, probably me. It's, it was it, probably it, me. It, 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 for all fairness, it was Alex. Um, but it was just <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The, the, we were talking about the dark side of the moon. We actually have photographs of the back side of the moon because the, the moon orbits around the Earth and the back side hits the sun every so often, you know, like once a day. Uh, and we actually yeah. have photographs of the back side of the moon so that there is no dark side of the moon. People were pissed when we were like, dark side of the moon. It's true. There is no quote unquote dark side uh, of the moon. And then something I should have clarified on my end, um, when, it, when we talked about the moon ringing like a bell specifically what we're talking about is the uh, the readings and seismographs that were taken uh, away from the moon when the, the crashes happened. Um, people were also arguing that there is no atmosphere on the moon. That's a lie. There is an atmosphere on the moon. It's incredibly thin, and it's barely there, but there is a lunar atmosphere uh, as yeah. well. But it's not like the noise. There was, wasn't like a giant noise was ringing like the be- a bell off the moon. It's the seismographs that they then, you know, read and was like, that looks like a gong, basically. Noise. Like if you hit a gong, it would ring, and so too does the moon ring in the way that a tuning fork rings. You would just literally see the rings. Yeah, you literally rings. Yeah, so it's just uh, seismograph readings. That's uh, that's what they meant. Um, All I was saying in that episode was like the verbiage of rings like a bell seemed like an inaccurate or in, like a not apt metaphor for what they were experiencing. Right. It's just the it's the terminology they used, and it, I should have specified more specifically what they meant. Um, other than that, I think that's all I wanted to cover. We're the already making too- corrections. We're well, already, we're already a- making corrections. <laughs> Yo, three dudes talking out of their ass about like crazy <laughs> hijinks in space. It's gonna. Hey, listen, we're gonna. There's gonna be a scientist who knows more about this, right? Thing. And that's the other thing too. While I'm doing research, and while you know we're doing research for each episode, uh, we're not scientists. We're trying to get the facts out there the best we can. But there will be corrections from time to time, and we will address them as necessary. This is the chill Illuminati. Exactly. This is not. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Nailed it. You nailed it. You were exactly right. If they All tuned right. in for, like, the, the, the science literate, yeah, the literate science, Adi, then... Grab a small ramekin, grab a small ramekin, and put a little bit of salt in it, and each time that you listen to an episode of Chiluminati, just take one grain right. of the salt and just put it in your mouth. 
course. What? There you go. What? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> take take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, take what we're saying with a grain of salt. We will. I, I get. I get it. I get it. It's just that was insane. We, again, we're not coming in with this with just like no information. I do a fuck ton of research and I do what I can to bring the facts, but there will be misspeakings every so often, and I will. Yeah, we're just gonna go off into the weeds and talk about science. Yeah, so exactly. Bear with so, us. Yeah. Let's talk about aliens. I love aliens. It's like my favorite topic. And off the bat, here's what I will say about my personal belief in aliens. I firmly believe aliens exist. I firmly believe that they are a... a I wouldn't say I firmly believe. I believe that there is a possibility that they have visited every so often. Um, maybe they still do for maybe scientific purposes or whatever. However, when we talk about like the dominant... 12 or 14 alien races that exist in the weird space war that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. That stuff, not so much. <laughs> aliens aliens are an incredible thing. I was talking about this, or not talking about it, but just like I was driving home right now and I was just like thinking about this because I was getting excited to record the podcast. And like, n like so much of the stuff that everybody talks about with regard to aliens, like most people are like, that is bunk. That is bullshit, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like most, most of what it is. But we all, like regardless of what we believe, like there's not that many mythologies out there that are like legitimately believed by so many people that have been created in an age where we had things like radio and television right. and internet. And so it's so interesting to look at this stuff because it's so central to like, I, you know, a lot of people say that like conspiracy theories are like the mythology of America kind of. And if you look at it that way, like the alien stuff is like so central to like that whole aspect of thinking in American life. It's so interesting. Oh, very much. And it, it all stems, at least for me, it stems from the sort of space race Cold War, nuclear age, that um, we as, as a nation and then as a world sort of look to the stars and mm -hmm. come up with our own explanations for things we don't understand and for weird occurrences. And uh, yeah, like you, I believe that in general, aliens must exist. There must be something else out there. It makes no sense to have such a massive universe and nothing else exists, right? It... it, it that, I think, is more of a stretch than to say aliens exist. With that said, I don't have any evidence they've ever visited Earth. However, there's a lot of compelling stuff that exists that people say, oh, well, that's why they're here. And there are some things that you're like, okay, that's fascinating about the past and about ancient civilizations and about uh, the historical record where it's like, that thing looks like an alien. But that's yeah. us putting a spin on that. So I don't know that we have any evidence to say that there's anything... Other than humans that have ever been to Earth. But, yeah, who knows? At the same time, if someone tomorrow came to me and was like, we have evidence, and they proved it, I'd be like, all right, I'm in. So, like, I, I, I have no opinion either way, but I have no evidence to support that they've ever been here. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with Jesse pretty wholeheartedly. But I also want to add on to this, that, like, the idea of Earth being visited by some kind of being or presence from somewhere very far beyond our ability as humans to completely comprehend or reach, I believe is likely. I'm actually with Alex on that. Uh, if, if there is alien existence or people visiting or aliens visiting or whatever, I'm of the opinion that 
they're they're not necessarily traveling here physically as much as they may be piercing a d dimension we don't have like access to and all that other stuff um but that's that's again that's a topic that would take a whole episode to talk about um yeah be it aliens be it interdimensional beings be it like other consciousnesses that we're forming in our own minds when we're in some sort of like yeah. high or elevated state of some kind like something is going on like i believe that people are experiencing something and that's that's like the great starting point for aliens and, and actually to jesse's point talking about during the cold war and stuff this is something that will i'm not touching in this episode and we will have to do a separate maybe a couple episodes is, is roswell um a lot of the whole like it wasn't a, a weather balloon which i do not believe it was a weather balloon but there is a lot of evidence or theory that it wasn't actually aliens. It was like a spy craft from, you know, the Soviet Union in, in the Cold War and all that stuff kind of uh, ramping up and them trying to spy on us. And we shot it down and all this other nonsense, which, which would explain why the military reacted so quickly to this quote unquote weather balloon crashing and, and you know, sectioning it off. So there is that, too. Like, we want I wouldn't even be sad if that was what it ended up being. No, you know? no, like, all, yeah. Like, that would be equally interesting to me. And I mean, I, it would not be as, like, groundbreaking, I guess, as if they were like, this is the footage right. of the alien's intestines. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Like, I would be very, like, wow about that. And I would believe it, too. But to oh, take yeah. the opposite side of that, which I think is fascinating, is that most Cold War-related incidents, like the U-2 spy plane, stuff like that, have been outed and reported. So... If it was something from the Cold War, especially a Russian something, why wouldn't we as a government been like, oh, yeah, no, that was just some crazy, like, Russian well, spy that, plane. That's, that's what's so fascinating about the whole Roswell Area 51 situation is that it's still so fucking muddy. Like, even looking and reading through the book uh, Crash of Coronoa, like, the, the government documents that were leaked and, and everything that's, you know, actually in the book that you can see... Um, like, it's so muddy. Like, the government's feeding us this, but they're in private saying that, and it's just, we don't know, and we may never know for sure what happened there. Um, and, and, you know, talking about what Alex said, too, that's the other problem with doing, like, alien research nowadays is that the internet exists, so anybody with access to it can quote-unquote do their research and quote-unquote publish their findings, so that's why you have all these fucking crazy web pages that have books and books and books of just their explanation as to what the aliens are here for here and stuff and they're like they they consider themselves scientists and i'm giving the biggest air quotes i can and researchers and you're just trying trying to parse what's real what's not real and what could possibly be just misinformation being spread on purpose to keep us you know in the dark it's fucking yeah, but hard it's but it's interesting there's something undeniable about it like yes 100 percent. i don't know what it is like that's so alluring to me about the idea that like there's aliens. I don't know if it's even like the imagination of like, wow, like other races in space so much as it is like the government is like hiding something. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what part is more exciting to me. Like even the X-Files, like is it is it just because I like the X-Files? Like, am I just like <laughs> conflating my childhood together? Yeah, maybe there's part of it that, that's doing it. Uh, that's 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 the reason um, I will say uh, as a side note, don't just so you know, I live in a legal state. Don't imbibe and research aliens at like 1 a.m. because i swear i'm just i constantly was like there's something outside my window there's something outside my window and i was just waiting for aliens to be tapping on my window just be like we're here to abduct you 
I was freaking out. <laughs> I was that feeling, out. that feeling right there, is like the defining feeling of like 1960s and 70s, like cult right. leader ass Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, All that right. stuff is so scary. Oh it, yeah, it's wild. Okay, so let's start with the idea that we are being visited and why. Uh, you know, in general terms, people believe, and I do, and by people, I mean a lot of people, because there's some some hardline similarities between everybody's beliefs. While a bunch of people may believe one thing, or and others believe another, in the middle, there's always there's always commonalities between them, and those commonalities is what we're going to talk about here. So the first thing I'm going to say is Earth has been being visited by aliens, according to many many people, for thousands of years at this point. Um, all the way back to where you see paintings uh, of UFOs. And again, this is what Jesse was saying. Like, this is people, like, putting our own interpretation on this art um, and, and the like. And uh, as far back as, I think, where is it? Um, like, 74 BC or 214 BC is where we're starting to see, like, the first quote-unquote uh, sightings uh, of aliens in the sky. Um, Livy from, I guess, 214 BC uh, in Rome Livy records a number of portents in the winter of this year, including Navium Specium de Calo Adufilicisi. I butchered it. Uh, which basically said... What? Tran- <laughs> it translates to an appearance of ships had shone forth from the sky. Uh, just recorded what that she had soar... They had seen ships in the sky during a winter of the year that they recorded it, which was 214 BC. Okay, uh, but, but and- like, again, I just... Before we jump into this, I have to, as a historian, of course, stress some things that need to be said. This is also this is probably good, Jesse. You taught history, yes. So this you're not coming at this from just a an amateurish kind of thing. So the the unfortunate part of saying aliens have been around for a long time, or that mm. it's it, there are many known instances in the past. Is one, it's our modern interpretation of what was being said. Of course. Two, everyone seems to forget that cultural change is not a thing that happens quickly or in an instant, or it happened at a moment and then another moment and then another moment. Cultural change and the idea of growing and trying to figure out who you are as, as a human being and as a civilization happens slowly over time and at a very slow constant pace it always happens so human beings even though right now we're like we are very innovative and we come up with all sorts of fun things and we're drastically moving at the speed of light with technology and microchips and all that stuff humanity as a species has been changing and growing since our first existence right and the thing people forget and I, i feel like this is the egotistic nature of who we are we forget that our past ancestors were intelligent and capable and innovative. And just because we think we are better than them doesn't mean they didn't also feel the same way about the people who came before them. Right? And so right. everyone over a long period of time grows and creates. And so, you know, those of us alive today right now are the product of this long history of innovation and change. And we, just like them looked back at the people before them and were like, hmm, I wonder how those, uh, like, less than people, right, the people who couldn't have possibly built the pyramids or couldn't have possibly have done this or they didn't understand this or 
What it had to have been aliens that helped them with this because they were le- like we look down on them just like they look down on the people before them. And so when you look at civilizations, again, humanity can when we put our mind to anything, we can do it. So all these things about pyramids, well, a pyramid is a is a geometric shape that is the reason why it's everywhere around the world is because it's something that is mathematically sound. So right, if you're yeah. smart, you can figure this stuff out. And, that, and it's not like aliens said build pyramids. So one of the things I think is fascinating is when you look at all these aspects of the past, another thing to remember is they had archaeologists, not called archaeologists, but 2,000 years ago there were still people discovering things in the ground that they were like, hmm, I wonder what this could be. And that would be part of their story and backstory as well. And they'd be like, oh, this could be a thing. Right? So we as a civilization, as, as a species, have been doing the same thing we're doing right now forever. And so when you see stuff chiseled on walls, we are like, oh, well, they must have seen it. But we don't know that. We don't know that what they saw is what they saw. It's them telling a story and writing it down. And so we put a lot of weight into like, well, they're ancient, so they must be more knowledgeable about certain things and less knowledgeable about other things. So they didn't know what it was, but it's clearly like that kind of stuff. And so going back to, was it Livy? Whoever was saying, yeah. you know, we saw ships. Remember, in his mind, a ship literally is like a little tiny boat. Yeah. yeah. So if That's they saw true. little tiny boats in the sky, what is, like, aliens aren't showing up in boats in the sky. If he saw a saucer, in the, like a, air quotes, flying saucer, if he saw that, he would not describe it as a boat, right? It would be something else. And so yeah. the questions then that are raised from that I think are fascinating. But a reminder that we throughout time have constantly dealt with the what is, what is this, how does this work, let me, you know, conspiracy theory this. Like, even our ancient ancestors came up with wacky theories and then wrote them down. Yeah, so, I mean, here's uh, just to fast forward time a little bit. Like, there is actually, a, a, a more, in my opinion, more interesting and a little bit more, I don't want to say credible, but... In, happened in 1561 over Nuremberg. Uh, it was called the Celestial Phenomenon of Nuremberg, and it was written down in their newspapers that they have, uh, we have, like, pictures of and actually exists. Uh, and it says, Around dawn uh, on April 14th in 1561, residents of Nuremberg say they saw what they described as an aerial battle, followed by the appearance of a large black triangular object and then a large crash outside of the city. According to witnesses, there were hundreds the of... There were hundreds of spheres, cylinders, and other odd-shaped objects that moved erratically overhead in the skies. Um, And you can actually see what they drew, like they printed in their newspaper. Just look up 1561 Celestial Phenomenon. Oh, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it up. 1561 Nuremberg? Yep, April 14th, 1561 Nuremberg. Uh, the text on the broadsheet, I'll read out the text that they wrote in their, like, newspapers. In the morning of April 14, 1561, at daybreak, between 4 and 5 a.m., a dreadful apparition occurred on the sun. And then this was seen in Nuremberg in the city before the gates and in the country by many men and women. At first, there appeared in the middle of the sun two blood-red semicircular arcs, uh, which would remind me of, like, maybe, like, a solar flare or something, um, just like the moon in its last quarter. And in the sun, above and below, on both sides, the color was blood. There stood a round ball of partly dull, partly black uh, ferrous color. Likewise, there stood on both sides, and as a torus about the sun, such blood-red ones and other balls in large number, about three in a line and four in a square, some also alone. But in between, That is fucking crazy. 
It's cool. In between these globes, there were visible a few blood-red crosses, between which there were blood-red strips, becoming thicker to the rear and in the front, malleable like the rods of reed grass, which were intermingled among, uh, among them two big rods, one on the right, the other on the left. And within the small and big rods, there were three, also four and more globes. And then there's a, a bunch more to read so, out. But. So here's a fascinating thing about this. And I love, God bless historians. This is mm. why I studied history. So yes. this is actually a very well-known incident. Um, but the big question here is that the reason why it's well-known is because of this story. There's mm. no evidence other than this, uh, this, this broadsheet, as it's called, is that this is the only evidence. Like, there's no other written documentation of this. So this is the mm. only thing. And so saying hundreds or thousands of people seeing it, it's only what this thing says happened. And then another fascinating thing that I, I love is this. At the time, of course, there's the printing press, right? So this like right. exists. Just like today, and this is why history is awesome, just like today, there were newspapers, and then there were things called broadsheets. Broadsheets were pamphlets contained a lot of stories and allegories and folklore. So it's kind of See, like... I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so this, this was in one of those broadsheets. So the potential that, like... Because, again, because it's old, the potential for people to be like, oh, well, it must be real because it's old and it exists and it was printed. And back then, they didn't make stuff up. Like, yeah, no, they had basic comic like comic books or Reader's Digest or things like that. Mm. That's what this was in. See, that's cool. But then, how do you, but then how do you explain the Black Hawk helicopter that appears in the Temple of Seti I at Abydos? <laughs> I don't explain that. You got me. You, know, you got me. <laughs> Um, see that that's see that and that's such an important piece of information uh, for people to know is like what is a broadsheet and what's the difference and um, first of all that's su- I'm super glad you knew that because in my again I'm looking for highlights and things to just bring up as talking points you know I'm not going super in depth with these particular things but the fact that you knew that that's fucking cool and now that that adds or takes away rather a lot of credibility to this particular reporting because it's more or less coming out in what I would assume is like a tabloid in the 1500s. But that's exactly where we see the same stuff now. Right, exactly. And as much and as much as that's, you know, a rational minded person's way of looking at this and being like, well, this isn't super credible evidence, right? Which it isn't, obviously. Like it's also the very same place that you that, you know, as as a society, you know, we've decided like that's a crazy thing. You know, and so the only place you ever see those crazy things like Batboy or whatever the fuck else is in these like sort of like looked down upon magazines. But I also, I do feel like though, like if this, something this massive happened where tons of people saw a sky battle, it would be more than just a, what would be a, you know, a pamphlet or something that told stories back then. Well, sure. Um, I don't know. It's again, it's interesting and it's cool. Um, but I, I much like you said at the beginning, uh, take it with a grain of salt. And, but yeah. here's, here's, here's the, here's the fascinating thing over time. And this is, this is what I'm not – this is why I think, man, I love stuff like this. Over time, the term broadsheet eventually became a large-format newspaper, right? And less mm. sensationalist than tabloids. So it, it, it's, it's – I can't I – can't, I, I love this stuff. It's one of those things where I don't know exactly – It, c- it well, could there's no, be yeah, there's one no thing. It def- could be another thing. Right, and right, it, right. In 1566, over Basel, there is a very similar story that happened only two years later um, that, that was in Switzerland. 
and uh, they have it's in there. What is they uh, what they call a pan? They actually just call it a pamphlet from the thing I'm reading um, of these circular objects in the sky going to war. Um, so, but the idea is that the idea of circular objects in the sky and having like weird like being ships or something has gone back. That, yeah, that, years. That's oh, the point. Yeah. Okay. I was uh, to let me interrupt really quick. I figured it out. I did my research. Okay. A tabloid, at least during the time, and I guess you could say today, a tabloid it was a small-minded, uh, basic, like, uh, entertainment editorial with For the people. gossip and trivia and half-truths, right? Broadsheets were the exact same thing, except they used bigger words, they were more intellectual, and they described things and offered social commentary. So they're roughly the same thing, except one was... A more high more like a zine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it, it broadsheet is <coughs> still not newspaper, but it offers something that is like it seems more real because it's like, well, we're talking about a scientific thing. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. The the point being, uh, there's been reports going back thousands and thousands of years, whether they're credible or not, is you know, will always be up for debate. Um, but you know, it's, you don't know off the top of your head. The, uh, so the next thing is, okay, well, they've been visiting for so long. Why? Why have the aliens been visiting for so long? Well, the first thing you need to know is that there's two different types of aliens. The mean ones and the nice ones. You see, the hostile aliens, the mean ones, are part of what is known amongst most people, at least I can tell, the greater community out in space. You see, there's a war happening out in space, and has been for thousands of years. And it's not a physical conquest, it's a battle of will, and it's a psychic war. Freedom and free will are not allowed, and very few species have fought and earned the ability to have a free and insular planet and community. It is difficult to have a free people in this galaxy, where most are not free and are ruled over. They are suppressed to maintain order, provide security and stability after going through long eras of war, competition, and conflict. These larger networks have been established after those long wars have happened. In this region of space, war is suppressed and outright conquest is no longer allowed. If a nation wishes to gain advantage and influence in another world, such as in an emerging world like Earth, they must use more subtle means and employ other agents to carry out such an intervention. We face a non-human universe, where freedom is rare, a universe that will seem foreign and even hostile to our presence should we escape the bounds of our very solar system. So there's a psychic war happening, and uh, aliens are mean, and they want us. And the reason they want Earth uh, is for two, is twofold, as far as I can tell. Um, one, for us, our, our human humanity and it's their ability to have free will and their spirituality and the fact that religion apparently still exists on our planet is all very important to them. And Earth itself is very resource-rich, and we're destroying it, and they're trying to stop us from that because the Earth, the planet is too useful. Okay, so it's almost like how do I like how do I describe this? Like the whole planet is like trying to be conquered, but like while still following some sort of like prime directive ass. Yes. Rule. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, because uh, the the reason this is this is the way it is, it's it's basically a an accepted quote unquote prime directive is that aliens are technically not allowed to interfere with us unless we openly as a as a species openly invite them to do so. 
otherwise, you know, their laws dictate they cannot openly interfere with us. It's like um, literally the prime directive. Yes, more or less. But they're still breaking it. They're just trying to break it quietly uh, to the point where, you know, their government or whatever doesn't come down on them. So that's the hostile aliens. And we'll go over what, what species kind of belong in the hostile race. Um, and is then there like a basic, is there like a, is there like a singular source for this? <laughs> no. And then, like, and are you, I mean, are you, are you operating off like a specific version of this story? I'm operating off of multiple versions that all kind of say the same thing. And this, this is one of those things where, again, somehow humanity is very important to this story, which makes it seem like, like this BS is the aspect. This is the aspect that I also, like, smell BS with. And we're going to get to it when we get to the races specifically. Um, because a lot of the races that are dominant, quote-unquote, one specific race I'm thinking of, feels very white supremacy. I, I think I think most of these things are <laughs> white like... White supremacy. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Most of them are just BS to me. Yes. Especially this whole, like, there's a war out there and, you know, they need humanity... But what I do think is fascinating, and I don't know if it's related to this, created this, or was inspired by this, but um, have you ever heard of the, uh, um, oh, what is it called? The Kardashev scale? The Kardashev scale? It it's, about, it's about galactic civilizations. I think it's fascinating. Okay. Uh, Michio Kaku talks a lot about it, and he created another version of it, but there's like multiple different... Oh, this ver- is like... Like classes of civilization yes, type of thing. There's like multiple different versions of civilizations. So there is type one, and there's actually a type zero, which basically. So let's just start from the beginning. There's a type zero civilization, and this is um, basically uh, this idea that they can. Oh my god! I just discovered that there's minus types as well. But anyway, I'm not. Let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> type zero is sort of you can manipulate the planet that you're on. Right? Like, you, uh, whatever you are, you can create buildings, and you can build roads. Like, like you can make a fire, or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like human race? Like, like, well, I mean, human race, let's say, pre-19, I don't know, 60, let's say. So, okay. you, you, can, you can manipulate the world you're on. Then there's a type 1, and a type 1 is basically you can harness the energy that falls on the planet from the parent star. So, you can harness sunlight. And you can sort of rocket fuel your way off the planet. And you can visit the moon, for example, right? But, and that's right. a type 1. A type 2 is you can harness the energy radiating from your star and visit other planets in your own solar system. So you can travel to other planets freely. It isn't like a huge pain in the ass to do it. You it's can not, go from we're not there yet. Right. We're not there yet. And, and a great example they say here is the construction of a Dyson sphere is a ah, great okay. example of yeah. being a type 2. A type three is you can move throughout your galaxy. You can harness the energy of your galaxy and move from one point in the galaxy to another point in the galaxy, and that is a type three. And then Michio this Kaku, is like not even Star Trek. Right, right, right. That's beyond Star Trek. Um, it's more Star Wars actually when you think about it, right? Yeah. And yeah. then um, type four, which is one that Doctor Michio Kaku added, is the idea of being able to harness extra galactic energy. To the point where you can use dark energy. To the point where basically you're less physical and more like an energy Conceptual. being. And yeah. you can move between. And the big thing with all of this. And the, the thing that they stress every single time. Is that 
The transition between each phase is a point of tremendous, insane turmoil. That only two options occur. Um, you either wipe yourselves out as a species, or you mm -hmm. move on. There is no in-between. And so, what happens is, like, for example, uh, the movement from a type 0, which is why there isn't really type 0, but it's just sort of one of those things they added. Like, moving from type 0 to type 1, a huge change has to occur. Just like type 1 to type 2, in order for us to move beyond Earth, we as Earthlings, I would assume, have to come together, or we'll all die here on the planet. And I think that's the idea. And then, moving on and on and on and on. And so, the theory is that there are many millions of civilizations out in the stars, but many of them are dead. And we'd find many ruins because they could not move on from one phase to the next. But with that said, mm -hmm. that also means there are many, many, many um, civilizations out in the stars that are type 2 or type 3 or possibly type 4, which means that they are so powerful and so advanced that to us, we, like, we wouldn't even understand what they were if we saw them. Which again, that's, that's, kind of the vibe, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from the aliens from like, X-Files vibes. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, like that that idea of the the type four, which is like this ethereal thing, that when you when we start eventually talking about abduction scenarios and these these creatures that are maybe piercing the you know the reality and, and coming from different dimensions, like it's constantly talked about that these aliens when we see them, they almost look human, and there's always little differences. It kind of influences the fact that they are projecting to us what. A, a form or something that we can ex like our brain can accept and right. that's not what they look like but it's the closest they can make themselves look like us to a point where, where our brains are like okay like we that know what we're looking bit at from a uh, galaxy quest where they oh. like show where he shows them like the real form and it's like an awkward like tentacle muppet beast yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's i great. mean but that but that's talked about that's been that's been being talked about for fucking ever so it's true. Uh, here's a crazy addition. So uh, Carl Sagan studied this, and a bunch of other scientists have studied this as well. And according to them, even though I was under the assumption because we have solar power and stuff like that, they have solid numbers that they say you must pass this in order to achieve what type of civilization you are. According to all the research, we are still a type zero. We haven't oh, even yeah. reached a type one yet. And according to Michio Kaku, his forecast for when we'll hit type 1, is in the next 100 to 200 years. Then, oh, wow. type 2, in the next few thousand years, based mm. on where we're at now, because if you remember in the 50s and 60s and 70s, people thought, now we'd have flying cars. We don't even, we're still in the same cars we were in 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. So, um, type 2, which basically free travel between our, like, our own solar system, a few thousand years. Type 3, 100,000 to a million years. Type That's 3 crazy. is the, like, Star Wars type? Yeah, yeah. Like, and being able to just, like, go wherever with, like, light speed but and shit? But that's only if you believe that aliens haven't already made a contract with our government to trade technology for being able to abduct humans that's on th Earth! That's, but that's true, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, though, that's... And I think that's the fascinating thing, is that it's the polar opposite of this. Like, this science right here says, don't get your hopes up, we're not going anywhere anytime soon unless we, as a society, make a drastic change. Right? What they're or saying outside is outside influence. Exactly. Which is why I think a lot of people, when they see society only changing in like, we have a better phone now, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, people say there's got to be something more to us as a species and as a like existence. And so 
what if there was a Star Trekky kind of thing where someone came and saved us from ourselves? I think that's what pushes this idea of, well, there's a galactic war. And the reason why we're important is because we're going to play a role in that galactic war and get us off of this planet. And it inspires it's like religious. People. It's like religious belief in yeah. human potential. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and some of the research that I was doing when talking about this stuff, a lot of those websites actually led to their to like their weird religious gatherings that they have like once or twice a year. Very cultish in a lot of ways. Um, but I mean, if there are, you know, again, we'll get into it in another time. But talking about like government documents that that we actually have in our hands and the Majestic Twelve and who those are and these potential actual like deals that we may or may not have with aliens to allow them to abduct us, but in turn we get technology, which is uh, where people think, some people think that's how we got, you know, internet so quickly because it was a technology transfer. That's, that's stuff we could talk about another time. Um, there's also the good aliens, which is uh, aliens who we don't actually know who they are, and they're only friendly in the fact that they don't want the hostile aliens to interfere and intervene and, like, you know, mess with us. They're like um, but guardian it, angels? Kind of. They they apparently uh, the, the the some of the stories that I've read and they they change a little bit as to you know specifics. Um, that but they have an outpost somewhere in our solar system where they're watching us and trying to make sure we're being kept safe. But they can't interfere because if they get caught by the bad aliens, then they're gonna have to deal with the bad aliens coming in and trying to rule them because they're one of the few species who are independent of that weird. Galactic Empire, if you want to use Star Wars terms, so uh, they're super. So they're super advanced. Then everything that that visits us is like super, super advanced. Um, most, if not all of them, are what I, I, you know, going to the the scale would be considered Type Four, um, weird interdimensional beings. Um, again, most of what I'm saying here, I find is just fucking bullshit. Uh, but what I find interesting when it comes to the alien phenomena is that we've had too many government people after they've left the government come out and say, like, you know, re- even mo- the most recent with Project Black Book and the CIA staffer who no longer works there uh, is just like, no, we definitely think we're being visited on the planet and being researched and blah, 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 blah. So there's just a lot of stuff out there. Um, the idea of being researched seems like not realistic, Right. Like at first, it yeah, seems like, it seems sci-fi ish, right? But then, and, like, and, what do we do every time we go fucking anywhere? You know we, what I mean? Yeah, we we poke it and we prod it and we want to yeah. learn more about it. Yeah, I mean, like as a humanity, we fucking do that to our own animals on our own planet. Yeah, and we're not enslaving them. Well, some there's of them also we are. the theories that we're like <laughs> Earth is an inner like a zoo type planet where a bunch of creatures were put on to evolve and we get watched and tested so often. Um, but we're going to we're going to move now because that's like the overview of why we're getting visited. Now, the question is, who is visiting us? And the thing is, anywhere between from from my research, anywhere, be- depending on who you talk to, anywhere between four and like 16 or 15 different alien species are visiting. Us. I just there is. Can I <laughs> you please, please do. I just here's my problem. If someone said aliens are visiting I'd be like, OK, cool. If you said we know nothing about them, you're like, all right, cool. I, I, I believe you. I don't think we would know anything about them because they're so advanced. But that's like, where, and that's why I, I like the government people when they come out. They're like, we don't know much about them. We just think they're here and they're visiting us and that's it. But I think all of the like, yes, well, I've been in contact with Lord Zargoth. Who oh, is, God. And I feel like all of those, 
the reason why there's so many races is because I feel like there's been a collective of people trying to sell books who are like, look, I'm not going to poo-poo oh, yeah. your thing if you don't poo-poo my thing, and then we all make money off of this. And I feel right. like 99.999% of it is BS. And as we go through these different alien species, just think to yourself, where did this come from? Who, <laughs> who created this? What was the reasoning behind this? And why do they still continue to talk about it? And I guarantee But also we need this information. But also we need this information to be able to understand further alien mythology conspiracies. Oh yes, no, I agree. I just think Oh please, when you're done listening to this, go look up like when did the lizard people first appear? Right. When was the first person who talked about the Nordic people? Right? All these different things. When did they first show up? And why do they show up? And Yeah, reach reach back down at that little ramekin and grab another grain of yeah, I, I, guarantee, right. I guarantee you're going to come to the same conclusion that I did, that most of these are BS, like created to sell an idea. But that's all right. I'm going to say. Please continue. So we're just going to hit like three or four of the main species that are kind of accepted throughout, and I say this with the biggest of air quotes, UFO researchers. Yeah. Um, we're, the first one I will talk about is, is one that Jesse just brought up, the reptilians, the lizard people, the reptiloids or the draconians, depending on what website you read. You know, President they Obama. Are, right, President Obama, <laughs> some of his CIA staff. That is staff. my favorite clip ever <laughs> online. Like Go the weird that. digitized like glitch. They're like, see, he has a third eyelid. And yes, you got to see that. Oh my it god! It blows my mind. And then the the, the four hour reptilian interview that is all like text to speech, and it's just so. It was really late when I turned it on, and I like fell asleep in like five minutes because I didn't. <laughs> it like ASMR'd me to sleep. It was crazy. So the reptilians are either are one of two things. Again, depending on where you research, reptilians are either the first species that was conscious on Earth. They are they predate us by millennia uh they are the true owners of earth they they live in the caves and they still work with our governments and all this other stuff um and they're they this not, is the story they, that i'm familiar with yeah so they're not necessarily evil but they do mean things and they're meat eaters and you know like, like all this other that's nonsense. insane no shit it's insane <laughs> that's in lizard people who live on earth who just happen to not want to like they're like well we want to control them but not like we don't want them to know that we're controlling well, them. Well, mostly they just like laying on warm rocks and like not moving for years. <laughs> <laughs> so like I feel like that's why they're just like, all right, you guys just like don't fuck with us and we'll chill out. But so, if you fuck with us, we'll eat you. The story goes with that particular thing is they, they lived here for a long time before before or, uh, human. Before, before hum like monkeys evolved, right? Right. So the story goes while they were, you know, conscious and had civilizations on the ground or above ground. Other aliens came, abducted a bunch of apes, and disappeared. And then, like, 50 to 100 years later, they came back and, and kind of dropped off hyper-evolved apes, which would then become humans. And with the assistance of these other species, these other plant, uh, these other aliens, humanity quickly surpassed the reptilians, and we took over uh, as the dominant species on Earth, all while that particular alien species did everything they could to kind of do go against and in war against the reptilians to make... Uh, them the not dominant species which screams human human made up story because we want to be land of the lost you mean tv show <laughs> land of the lost La oh my god that show is it great. sounds Come like on. dianetics it yeah, also it's, it's insane it also here's here's the problem with this if the same person talking about uh lizard people being the ancient alien race 
are the same people who are like, well, you know, the the in ancient tombs and pyramids they show aliens. Where are the lizard people on the ancient alien walls? Like it's the same way that you would remove a bad pharaoh like Akhenaten from history by scrubbing him from your artwork. Are you telling are you logs. telling me that the the human race's greatest enemy rather than acknowledge our victory as a species over the dastardly lizard people? No, 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 that's where you're wrong. We never went to war with the lizard people. The alien we overlords. Didn't, we did. didn't even know that they were around. The other aliens that hyper-evolved us had this war against the reptilians, all while caring for us, I so guess. Which, so which aliens are these? Uh, w- w- oh, the, the hyper-advanced race? Uh, yeah. Typically, they're accepted as the Nordics. Is that the greys? No. no, that's the boss no, of that, the greys. No, no, the Nordics are the white people. The white the, the space, they're, space, space, white haired, blonde, blonde, white. That's where we're gonna blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's where. Remember how I said white supremacy ish? That's yeah. where the Nordics come in. We'll get. You to said them in white supremacy, which was my favorite adjective. You were like, <laughs> they sound a little white supremacy. Yes, yeah. no, like, that's really exactly good. what they, it is. Um, but we'll get to them later. The other story of the reptilians is that they're just a very warlike species out in space that is looking to just take earth for themselves Man, everyone's, everyone's got to have a klingon everyone like, right. every, of course it's so dumb that's so dumb and like it's so hard for me to not because there's just so much just useless here's the other thing my brain is filled with useless information because of this shit and this is just like i want to talk about like the secret military base that has multiple like like 12 or 13 or something floors underground and each floor belongs to a particular alien species and we deal with them diplomatically there and they Oh, it's like the UN of aliens? Yes. The Men in Black. Yes. But Men that, in Black that like there's a ton of information out there that says that exists. Again, information has air quotes around it. Um it's wild, dude. It's so wild and I can't wait to talk about it someday. Okay. Let's go to the greys. Greys are the most common, right? Everybody knows what the greys are. They're like the three foot tall, big bald head, black eyes, tiny mouth with like no This is no like the slits. Mario of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and the greys almost completely or overwhelmingly are accepted as abducting us for the most. And a lot of the stories that come with the greys is that they're abducting us because either A, the greys are future humans that are coming back in time and need our DNA because they no longer can breed properly and they're trying to, they're creating hybrids and, and the like, um, or they're still abducting us and creating hybrids, but the reason they're bring, bring, uh, creating hybrids is because they want to infiltrate our government and all this other stuff with human-ish people with uh, alien masterminds. Um, and what's cool about those abduction stories is that a lot of them are like, They'll abduct females and males and they'll make these children. And then every so many years, they'll come back and re-abduct these people. And this is interesting and kind of true. Not the abduction as the, the, the hybrid aspect, but uh, abduction scenarios seem to run in families. Um, if you ever do any research on alien abductions, almost all the time, people who get abducted, their parents or their grandparents will have seen UFOs as they were kids or possibly they were abducted. And it always kind of runs in the family. But do we have, um, but, but question. Yeah. Do we have a, like, let's say mother-daughter pair who both are like, we were both abducted? Mm-hmm. Or do we have more, well, I was abducted and I heard that my grandma was abducted. Like, do we have one person telling this story to back up their story? Or do we have families that are like, yes, I was abducted no, and have- my grandma was abducted too? 
we have we have both. We have people who say and say the family, but we have a lot of uh, of uh, testimonials from the mother or the father and the grandmother. Who's there's a lot of families that come out and say, yeah. no, I've been seeing them for ever since I was a kid. The reality Sometimes, is, of course, that you can't tell which one is begetting the other. Oh but yeah. Like, and, yeah. Again, and, and also, before I make this joke, this is a darker podcast, everybody, um, but a lot of the abduction stories can also be rooted back in, like, pretty sure that's just your brain covering up for some molestation when you were a kid. Yeah. It's weird that, like, your alien reminds you of old Uncle Joe. I've read I've read a couple uh, stories online about, like, people realizing that their, like, weird stories were like abuse but like yep. i'm not saying i'm not i what i do not want to do is draw a line between people who believe in aliens and people who've been molested no, not at all but but, I, it, but it also that is a thing right but it also you know begs the reason like why are all of the alien abductions sexual right right like yeah yep. well, i guess no, that, not that's all, exactly but, the, but but many a lot of, of them. them are a lot and, of them yeah. are like anal probes yeah, a lot of, there's like there's like a lot of stories of them clasping something under the dick and just force forcing them to jizz into a jar kind of thing. Yeah, there's a I, lot I, of that I feel out like there. there's yeah, I feel like again there's always the possibility that this could be a real world thing or an alien thing, and I just or mix. Yeah, I just don't believe the alien part, but I definitely believe that there's something else clearly happened. Oh, for sure, for sure. Do we generally um, believe that the the aliens from the dissection autopsy videos are greys? Is that the uh, understanding? That's that's kind of like the understanding of that the uh, they are what we you know think greys are. But there's also a ton of evidence that those autopsy videos are hoaxes by a long shot. Well, of course. Um, but you know who, what, came, what came first? What came first? The description of the greys or the hoax that made I, the greys common? Absolutely, you know and that's I mean? the fascinating thing is like when you look at stuff like this, what was the original point what was the the origin of these descriptions mm -hmm. and then how much are people bsing but being like oh i remember reading about a gray and it looked like this and so all it does is bat, like reinforce the origin mm -hmm. but it's bs but people are like well everyone saw uh, seen grays so they must be the dominant alien right like that kind of stuff where what is real and what is fake and what created the other it's fascinating to me yeah, it's it's wild, and I, I love it. And, and again, I just I wish we we're gonna get to it over time. This we have many many podcast episodes to go. So again, everything we're talking about is very surface level to get you at least kind of knowledgeable about certain aspects, like why people believe they're being abducted and who was abducting and why. So, so did you say the Greys worked for the whites? So okay, so there's two. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah, that's there's, what he said. I'm pretty sure those words actually did come out of my mouth. But there's there's multiple theories as to what the greys are. So there's that theory that they're future humans and they're trying to, you know, bring rebreed and create hybrids or that they're trying to infiltrate our government. Um, almost every story, the greys are typically at best neutral, but most often nefarious in some way. Um, and then there's the theory that the greys are not actually biological. They're a mix of biological and machine, and they work for the tall whites. The tall whites are also known as Nordics, Aryan aliens, sometimes known as space brothers. If you've heard the term Pleiadians or Pelagarans, they're also they also go by that name. Uh, Ven uh, Venusians, Agarthans. These are the white supremacists. These, of this space. is the white supremacists. These aliens had to have come from human minds because these guys are known for the most part 
they come from ancient Earth. Uh, the reason that the, like they, the, the information, a story on them is like they're white and blonde hair and blue eyed because that is the natural form of, uh, you know, hyper advanced, perfect species. They're taller than us, more beautiful than us. Yikes. Um, like, yeah, no, it, it's insane. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to remind everyone that the human race, the species right. we are, comes from Africa and the Middle East. And yes. White people, uh, my very pale skin is because my ancestors decided to move to the coldest damn place ever, and <laughs> they no longer needed to have dark skin as, a, as, as evolutionary uh, growth over time, and so now I, I look like this. And, it took- and then yep. Jesse's people dropped out of college uh, after staying in for seven years and then moved to L.A. and got an internship for internet startups and then start a YouTube channel and that's my people. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's I mean that's how it all works. So yep. uh, you know, you can't say no, like this 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 what are you trying to tell me that these are these these are Nazi aliens? I'm trying to tell you that it's that they're bullshit aliens. They are <laughs> they are Nazi aliens. Well, like like the, the the idea that these these perfect blonde hair blue-eyed guys would show up and be like we created humanity, but we decided to drop them off in the heart of Africa and also kind of make them, like, have to go through evolution to get to us. Makes Wait no a sense. Minute. Makes Wait no sense. Wait a minute. Are you telling me this line here I'm about to read definitely comes from the minds of humans and not facts? In a contactee in ufology literature, Nordic aliens are often described as benevolent or magical beings who want to observe and communicate with humans and are concerned about the Earth's environment or prospects for world peace. Believers also as- uh, ascribe telepathic powers on. to Nordic aliens. Hold on, hold on, Mathis, hold on. Oh, yep, I hear. See, no, his, he's, he's about to be abducted by the tall yeah, whites. For, the tall whites are coming for, for him. He's been it's speaking insane. out. He spoke out too much. It just doesn't. Here. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Listen, you're getting you. The dog can hear you. I yeah. He's pissed. Wallace knows the truth. <laughs> it's just wait. There's it's so there's dumb. still still another good line. Yeah, when, no, we'll when wait he gets till he back. gets back. I'm not gonna. Uh, no. It's great, dude. But this is you know while Alex is doing his thing, this is the problem with UFO research because any actual UFO research is muddled with this bullshit. It's it, it makes it makes doing any to- type of research nearly impossible not to be laughed at because this garbage exists. So I hear it, Alex return. Welcome back, Alex. Hi. Um, so the next line says believers also ascribe telepathic powers to Nordic aliens and describe them as paternal, watchful, smiling, affectionate and youthful. Space Brothers is the worst of the nicknames. What? And then most specifically. White extraterrestrials are those that are most revered. Yikes. Are you... <laughs> God damn it. Like, come on! Try harder! Like, it's I ridiculous. F- I feel like somebody's doing, like, almost, like, targeted marketing right here. It's, it's insane, dude. It's insane. And there's stories out there, which we will talk when we get to that aspect in another episode, of people who ha- claim they have personal psychic communication with these people... And are like the ambassador of the Nordic aliens with the tall whites, yeah, man. Are they like white supremacists? I, you know, that's a good question. I just who fuck. I just don't understand <laughs> why they look like what we would. And by we, I mean crazy people. 
why we would what we would consider the perfect human, right? Like, why do they look like that when mm-hmm. the perfect alien species technically would look nothing like us? We're because they're we're, from ancient Earth. We're completely imperfect. Like, they're our, born and raised Earth, baby. Our yeah, physical beings perf- are imperfect. But Earth, they are baby, they are, our they home, are, our planet, man. Yeah, they're from Earth. They're per- they're from ancient Earth. Wait, so the wait, what? What? So ancient Earth. It is said that they are from ancient Earth. Question again. Ponderance. <laughs> in our galaxy of ours, in our universe of ours, we are technically on the newer side of things. Correct. There are many galaxies that exist and probably many species that exist far more than us. So why are the tall whites the like were the most powerful because they're from earth <laughs> i give up this is dumb it's almost like white supremacists created them to justify their <laughs> world garbage beliefs yeah so those are like the three mains there's also a few others that are known as little green men which are kind of like shorter like dumber looking grays you win these who- and they wear basketball jerseys at <laughs> state fairs <laughs> yep. Uh, and then there's the hop. There's a, also like a weird one that's small, greenish, and also silver. Uh, again, they look like grays, uh, but they're known as hops, hopskin, Hopkinsville goblins, um, which I only recently learned of while doing the research. I know all uh, about the Hopkinsville goblins. Do you? That's a great uh, like sort of like folk sighting of aliens. That's, in a, that's out in Kentucky, right? I don't know exactly where it is uh, for sure, but the story is familiar to me uh, because the Pokemon Sableye is based off Hopkinsville Goblin. That's hilarious. Yeah, they're from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Christian in Christian County, Kentucky, is where the 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 legend of them comes. The from. story involves like a family being terrorized by like little goblins. I never really was like a hundred percent on the angle that they were aliens. I've heard that story told in other contexts as well, but I have heard the alien angle. Well. Here's the other. Here's the other thing about aliens. A- everything's an alien once you start researching aliens. Yeah, that's real. And everything is an alien. It's it's insane. Do you remember uh, when those... all the toys that we made as ki- like that we had as kids literally were the alien from Aliens, but like <laughs> a horse and as like <laughs> like as like other things. Oh man! Thank God. Well, who knows? Maybe that does exist, but the alien from Aliens doesn't exist because then we'd just be dead. Yeah, that'd be rough. Be um. The other, the other thing, like, with greys is that they are, they're, like I was saying before, they're, like, a weird nanomachine, semi-biologic, biologic, semi-machine creature uh, overall. And um, they're just, uh, they serve the, they serve the tall whites. That, that's kind of the point we were getting at there. And there's a bunch of other ones that doesn't, it doesn't really matter because there's just so fucking many of them that it, it's, there's, like, shapeless aliens that are just, like, energy balls and... Um, which a lot of people, including myself, are b- believe like uh, it's like swamp gas and all that other stuff. People see like these weird lights in the swamp that lead them to their death and all this nonsense. People believe that's aliens. There's just there's so much. I would love craziness. to watch a documentary just on how the fuck swamp gas actually works, because that is like such a. I've never really like actually until this moment, fucking actually thought about what the hell that means. I've, I've actually read, in, not too long ago, maybe a month or so ago, about swamp gas and that whole aspect. Because when swamp gas came out to explain a phenomenon that was happening, um, which I think initially came around in the early 1900s or mid-1900s, um, 
the, it was, it was just like weird combusting swamp gas that was happening out in the, in the, in the, the swamps. And the media really latched onto that. And a lot of the quote unquote UFO sightings and stuff started being labeled as swamp gas. A lot of the time when, even when it didn't make any sense. However, the phenomenon that is combusting swamp gas is real and does happen. Like farting uh, a small fireball out of a swamp. Yeah. It's like, God, it's cause I did not something I recently brushed up on, but the way it works, I think is like, it's really just thick, heavy gas kind of just combusts due to, like the perfect circumstances happening. It's like methane and stuff like that. And it's yeah, just it's like, that kind of thing. The the problem is, and, and, and I never one ignites. Either if one ignites, it usually hits a trail of other ones, and that's why it looks like it's leading them away. Right. Because as soon as one happens, it it's like a chain effect. It's like yeah. a will o' the wisp. That it, it also it, what people believe will o' wisp is usually swamp gas stuff. But the but the problem is, and this is why I think, at least on the side of, of of saying swamp gas is BS, is like swamp gas. How can it possibly get as high as people are like, it's in the sky, right? Like, well, that's that's why the media people clung, clung on to it. It was just like, it doesn't make any fucking sense that it would be swamp gas. Right. <sighs> All right. With that in mind, now we could talk a little bit more um, about some, some more popular sightings around the world. Because at this point... So we now know why people believe aliens are visiting. And we now know the aliens that typically visit the most... Um, if we actually want to talk a little bit about how it's being allowed, we can. We're already an hour in, which is crazy, but that's the problem with alien episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there's a belief that they aliens uh, have made a, a pact with multiple governments or a secret world government known as the Majestic 12, which started in the U.S. and then became a worldwide thing. This and is that's like, where, like the Lali Lule Low kind of stuff. Yeah, the New World Order, <laughs> the true Illuminati, all that other stuff. And the, the idea is... That we have made pacts with multiple or, or treaties with multiple different alien species, and what we usually give them is an allotment of how many people they can abduct throughout a year or however many years or whatever. Like and a turn, hunting license. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, <laughs> but the the but this goes you know this this whole explanation goes to explain why people who are abducted are usually abducted on back roads and stuff. Um, so they're allowed a certain amount of abductions a year, and in turn, they trade technology with us and, and advance us and whatnot. But the problem is, and what a lot of people worry about, is that the aliens are nefarious, and they're giving us useless information. They're giving us useless technology, stuff that we find fun and exciting, but doesn't really push us forward in the direction that we would want to go when it comes to joining these intergalactic federations Question. and stuff. And, and, yeah, sure. What is our leverage against these aliens that... Like, we literally can, nothing? We can say, you give us technology and we'll give you people. But not too many people. But make sure you give us technology when you do. Like, why wouldn't they just take what they wanted to take when they wanted to take it? Like, what is the leverage and we have over aliens the leverage to make them only take so many? <laughs> well, when talking about that, there, there, are, there are many arguments that they break that contract all the fucking time and we can't do anything but why do we have a co like when how could a contract have been created like to keep to keep the us calm and and kind of complacent but we and couldn't fight them anyway it, it's nonsense nonsense well remember Agent it's a Jen psychic war needed to get the flower for his fiance at roswell and then the men in black got started oh right yeah you're I, right I, you're, I right. Totally. you're right you're right <laughs> yeah um, there, there's explanations as to why they even bother, but a, a lot of that goes into, 
again the importance of humanity or the importance of our planet and it's they don't also, want us to go like, to it's almost not worth going that in depth in this stuff not like, right now yeah almost like unless like in into like why there's a government there because like every time you read a story it's going to change to like match whatever point the story is going to make so as long as you get the broad strokes you can like it's like learning bible references does that make sense yeah, no, I think I, I get what you're what you're kind of getting at there, um, but I think it will be something when we start talking about ma- the majestic twelve and all that other secret government stuff in another episode. That kind of contract and, and stuff is going to be important to talk about. Yeah, um, that's I mean that's that's like central to that specific story. But I mean, right? If we tell another story about alien abductions that has to go into like government agreements, like. Right you might not even get the Majestic 12 in that story. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, that's, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, th- th- as far as leverage is concerned, Jesse, the answer is, like, it, it depends on what you believe the aliens actually want out of us, um, that kind of thing. Um, but the idea is also, like, they don't want to panic the public, which is why a lot of abductions happen on back roads and away from cities and all this other stuff. Because that way there's no mass, you know, witnesses, and it's usually just a very specific people that kind of happens. And there's actually a, uh, I think it's called the 34th Parallel, uh, that stretches across the United States, um, that a ton of alien abductions typically happen right along that that parallel line. Uh, really? On Earth. Yeah. Yep, yep. Worldwide? There's a book on it, too. Um, I, I don't know if it's worldwide. I know it's at least U.S. specific. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a, I think there's a book called The 34th Parallel. I would love to I would love to look into that. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's it's cool. It, it's a, it's it's wild. Um but that the idea of them coming in and in in abducting us the reason it's allowed is because the government's letting them and there's been, you know, contact. The government has had contact with aliens since at least the 50s. And the reason the aliens uh took interest in us started at least in in some circles when we learned to split the atom. That's when we made ourselves notable to aliens when we started to harness that that microscopic power uh of the atom and learn to make it you know a destructive force and all this other stuff that's when the aliens were like okay now we need to maybe start getting involved because they're going to destroy their own planet yeah which places it in the 40s and 50s as like the the birth yeah the starting point and then roswell and all that other stuff interesting all right yeah, it's cool. Again, it's cool. And uh, I keep repeating it, but again, remember, we're all just kind of touching surface level stuff to give you a base understanding. So there's two main sightings that uh, I'd love to talk about just a little bit. And they're the mass sightings, the things that there's video evidence that you can go and see and look at. And there's a ton of books that you can go and read. Um, the first one we can talk about is the Hudson Valley UFO sightings. These took place in 1952. Um, and these were where tons and tons of people uh, saw kind of the same thing. And a lot of it is very, very, very interesting. Um, we, can, we can jump into a little bit about it. But basically, the, the idea is in this little area, um, hundreds of people saw the same thing and all called in to their local police station and all, and all that nonsense to let them know. So there is this is the, the V-shaped one. This is the V. Technically, both sightings are V. There's V shapes in them. But yeah, this is the sighting where tons of people saw the very same thing a set of lights in a V shape moving slowly across the sky, Pretty emitting low. very little sound, usually just a low hum. And that's about it. 
And uh, some of the explanations that I see is like it was flares or this other stuff. But if it was flares, that V-shape wouldn't have stuck. Um, it, it wouldn't have stuck as a V-shape for hours or however long it was that people saw it. Um, and there's actual... And this took place in the 80s, not the 50s. I am incorrect. I apologize. Um, this The uh, the V-shape moves so slowly, and there's tons and tons of people who all said the same thing, who didn't talk to each other because it was all said on the same night, that they had thoughts of like, wow, that's really pretty. I wish it would get closer. And the ship, the V-shaped ship, would slowly start turning around and coming towards them. Um, never really abducted them, but came close enough where they could see it longer. And that adds a lot of, I don't want to say credibility, but more to the idea that th that UFOs are both a physical and psychic phenomenon. That they are there physically, but also maybe are psychically connected to us in our brains or whatever to pierce the reality to arrive. And that there's multiple accounts of people saying they saw the lights, they thought it was really pretty, they wish they could get a, a closer look, and all of a sudden, this V-shaped thing started coming closer interesting the uh the 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 other side of the coin however is that you don't you know that's all hearsay and while it definitely probably wasn't flares or anything oh this is the airplanes it could have been either airplanes right this or it could be a one particular ship that might have been a secret government test of like a new type of ship and uh, to see how quietly it ran and if it would be noticed. And the thing is, we'll never really know. What's cool and weird about the Hudson Valley sightings is that hundreds of people saw it, but it never fucking hit the mainstream media. It stuck in that one town and didn't leak out until years later. And even then, it never got into the mainstream. And there are stories of, like, the government quickly coming in after it happened and uh, telling the, the news stations and stuff to, to kill the story and not talk about it. And that, I mean, that could be seen as either government trying to stop alien conversations or the government stopping their own personal Air Force or their own personal test plane from getting into the main news. For some reason, I remember this being the one where there was, like, a group of, like, pranksters that flew airplanes that, like, flew in a V-shape. I can't remember if that's actually this one, but there was, like, one where it was, like, there were many reported sightings, but on one day when a bunch of people saw it, it was because there was like a like a pr like a prank team. But I, I can't remember if that was this one or if this. I don't think it was the Phoenix one. Uh, and then there was the one in Mexico, but I can't remember which one it was. But it was like, oh yeah, this was just like airplane. And then they'd like blink their lights on and off. Yeah. So that's the other thing too. Like when the when the V shaped lights went away. What happened is it was one light after another. They'll go chunk, 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 chunk until they all disappeared. And then the, the noise disappeared and it was just gone. And there's just no, no one knows what it was. And we still to this day don't know what it was, but it happened. And you can see videos of it happening online if you just search for it. Um, so it, that, there was definitely something in the sky that night. And the question is, what, what was that thing? That's what the Hudson it? Valley one? Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the same thing we're going to actually tackle a little bit too is the Phoenix lights, which is another one. And if you look it up, you can actually see, um, some, some, I think some video evidence cause this took place in the nineties. This one, uh, and this one really seems credible to me. So this is, so the Phoenix light was a mass UFO sighting that occurred in uh, Phoenix, Arizona and Sonora, Mexico on Thursday, March 13th, 1997. 
Lights of varying descriptions are reported by thousands of people between 1930 and 2230 MST, which is what Mountain Standard Time, um, in a space of about 300 miles from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson. Uh, there were allegedly two distinct events involved in the incident, a triangular or V-shape uh, formation of lights seen to pass over the state and a series of stationary lights seen in the Phoenix area. The U.S. Air Force later identified the second group of lights as flares by an A-10 Warthog aircraft that were on training exercises at the Barry Goldwater Range in southwest Arizona. However, people don't believe that because of the way that the, the length of the how long the flares stayed and the formation that the, the, the flares stayed in. People don't believe it would have stayed in that V formation and other formations if it was just flares flittering through the sky dropped off by a Warthog plane. It doesn't make any sense. Um, witnesses claim to have observed a, a huge V-shaped that they claim was several football field sized, coherently moving dark UFO. Uh, stars would appear, would disappear behind the object and reappear as it passed by. So there was a physical object in the sky that produced no sound, contained five spherical lights or possibly light emitting engines. Um, Fife Simmington, the governor at the time, was one witness of the incident. As governor, he ridiculed the idea of alien origin. Yeah, he had like years- an alien come out at a press conference or something, right? I have no idea. That that I'm think, not entirely sure. I, think I, I didn't saw, go that deep into it. I think it. I saw like a, like video footage of him being like, oh, I think I have somebody here who wants to comment. And it was like a great... Like a <laughs> that, that yeah. Sounds like an asshole thing he would do, yeah. but yeah. Um, several years later, he would come out and say what he saw was otherworldly after admitting he saw a similar UFO. Um, these kind of happened. Uh, yeah, so go, go ahead. I was saying interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting because this is enough. Again, thousands of people saw this. This happened. And this, this happened in the late 90s. I was 11 at the time yeah. uh, of when this I remember happened. This, and I remember this on the news. Yeah, this is something that that literally happened. Um, there's, there's obviously people who believe that it, it is uh, not a hoax, but was something more government-focused or more secretive or scientific. Could be um, anything. From flares to test planes to, to test cell planes. Um, this, is, this is crazy. Uh, they call NBC has declared this is the, the number one UFO sighting of all time because this is just – it still happened. In the, maybe it's me because I'm older than I remember I am, but the 90s still feel like it was not that long ago. Um, but it's still during a time where technology and cameras and, and news news stations were picking up and talking about it as well. Have you heard about this one, uh, Jesse? Um, yeah, I just I'm sitting here trying to come up with what it could possibly be otherwise, other than alien or like secret government plane type thing. Yeah, man, I I don't. I mean, know. the most mundane explanation is flares. Like that's that's what people always say is the explanation. The but Air the Force- triangle, the triangle thing was you know blocking out like physically blocking out stars right, in the sky right. as it passed by. I don't I don't believe that people saw flares necessarily. Right, I'm just saying right, like right. if we're if we're going like Occam's razor or whatever it is, right? Like it seems like the most like literal explanation is that it was flares. But then yeah. I feel like a quiet craft that's like a test craft or like maybe like a large balloon. For some reason, so, yeah, it's just it's weird. So Simington, also the the governor, he he said that he actually asked for the information of what it was to the uh, to the commander of Luke Air Force Base, 
and the general of the National Guard and the head of the Arizona Department of Public Safety. Uh, but none of the officials that he contacted had an answer for what it was. They were also confused and perplexed and not sure. So even whatever government officials he did get in contact with had no answer for and what I guess, it was. And I and guess... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go please. No, no, go ahead. Go I ahead. guess this goes back to the whole idea of we must have a deal with the aliens because if this was again, no one has any idea what it is. This is a huge. If this was something of an extraterrestrial nature or of a threatening nature, literally the government, especially the military, would be on ultra high. Like it would change the course of humanity. People would be freaking out. Like the, I always think uh, about, like, what if it just, like, landed in a Dodger game? <laughs> right? Like, like it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that yeah, if this it, was something, if this was there, for as long as people say, again, the time period you said is a long time period. Yeah, for uh, 106 minutes. Right? If specifically. You can't tell me. Two hours. You can't tell me the military or the Air Force in the 90s wasn't aware that something was there for 106 minutes. In three minutes, if there was a big blotch on the radar, fighters would be there instantly. Which means... That's why it's so rough is because America doesn't trust the government the way a lot of countries do. Like, we have a healthy distrust of our own government. And so, you know, when they say, oh, it was flares, it's like, that's exactly what you'd want us to think. And so it becomes this sort of like... That's crazy then because you don't... Certainly, you can distrust your government. Certainly, there are aspects of government that you sh- that you can fight and disagree with. But at the same time, facts are facts. The military part of our government, if anything, ha- like go back to um, uh, again, touchy subjects. Go back to nine eleven and the response with the um, the the plane that went down in a field in Pennsylvania. Right? Like, yeah. the military was on that, like, snap of the finger fast. Even though the whole incident took place over, no, you know, 106 minutes is a long time. Yeah. It is. It's a fucking long time. And while I poo-poo and shit on the weird, like, 12 alien species stuff, it's this stuff that has me going, yeah, I just don't know. And, th- and I think that's the thing. It's like, whatever it is, it's clearly something that people saw. There's evidence it happened. And the evidence of, like, look at this thing. There's clearly a shape there. And the, like, that is – you can see video evidence of that. And it's fascinating, and it looks real. And I would say it probably is real. The question then becomes, what is it? And at that point, I feel like that's where we sort of devolve into theory and conjecture. The deals and, the, and that's where, like, the space war comes from. Because we are trying so desperately to put logic to something that, if true and if – and by true, I mean, if it actually is aliens, we may just have no way to logically know what they want. They're so beyond us. And, but then that comes to the problem of if they're so beyond us, why do they need to make deals with the government? Like, all the, well, the, the big issue with alien conspiracy is that theory A does not match fact B, does not match idea C. Like, none of it comes together. And when people try to put it together, no. they have to, in the end, be like, well, they're actually... 15 alien races and that's why none of it makes sense because each one of them has their own goals and it's like okay here we go yeah exactly what's interesting about both of these sightings and again we are fucking breezing past the sightings because i want to do episodes on each one of them is uh the the whole triangle shaped ship 
because that triangle-shaped ship not only shows up just in these two sightings, but in a fuck-ton of abduction stories from before this and after this. Yeah. The triangle-shaped shift is something that is a constant in alien sightings all the time. Um, and it, so it adds, in my opinion, more credence to these weird sightings of these triangle-shaped ships. Um, and it's interesting, too, because like I think I would ascribe more to the idea... Fuck, maybe, maybe the government has a weird thing with aliens. Who fucking knows? Maybe they do. I'd be more, I'd more ascribe to the idea that we are maybe a scientific curiosity to these aliens. Maybe doing a weird kind of like research into life as it progresses through multiple stages of evolution and maybe learning something that way. Or even, or even I'd be more, I'd more believe that Earth to them is more like a zoo-like planet of just interesting species that are evolving and watching them happen. Um, but the, the, the frustrating part and why it's so interesting to me is because we'll never fucking know. It would be bad but if our government told us that we ha- they have no idea what something is or why it's there or wh- how, where it's well, they've kind from. Well, they've kind of already said it, right? Like with the Project Black Book and stuff, they, they're openly saying that they are, ne- especially now, that UFOs are a thing. They don't know what they are. Some CIA people have said that they are fucking aliens. But regardless, like, whatever they are, they don't know. And there's also the interesting UFO phenomenon of the of the ocean UFOs that the Navy has openly said, seen, and shown in footage and talked about in interviews of these UFOs that come out of the water. It's true. And, like, do their thing and then go back into the water after. It's true. I, I, I don't know what to make of all that stuff. I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to like you know go online and read something and then read like a very mundane explanation for what it is, mm-hmm. but then the the source for that mundane explanation oftentimes is the very agency that would benefit from it not being real. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. Uh, it, this this is the stuff that me as like a UFO like alien kind of. I don't want to say hyper nerd, but I love, I really like this stuff and have since I was in high school. These are the things that I latch onto and just be like, we don't really have an answer. The government never really gave us an answer other than flares. And it just, there's too much there to be like, wash it away as a government test. It's there's too much. And it's just interesting. But at the same time, I can totally see it being, you know, construed or not construed, but like it being like us being seen as like, sort of naive for not instantly believing such an easily explainable and obviously clear explanation, you know? It's yeah, it's, I just, it's hard, yeah. It, it's really hard because, like, oh man, it's, it's so hard to, tough to talk about, but there's just not enough answers. And, and a lot of the time when it comes to, like, weird UFO sightings, the government is more than ready to come out and say, hey, it's this or hey, it's that. And But this one, like, the best explanation they have, and this is not even for the V-shaped thing. These are for the individual lights that people saw. They they talked, they described it as flares. But they have no explanation as to what the V-shaped object is. And the V-shaped object has been seen for years before and after. Well, and I think, I think this also goes to the idea of me thinking it's possibly our government, right? Like It, it might be. Uh, the yeah. idea that... Sometimes the government comes out and says stuff, and sometimes like, well, we don't have a clue. I feel like the well, we don't have a clue is we're not actually telling you what it is because it's our thing. And mm-hmm. the V shape and all that stuff, when you look at the, um, oh, what is that bomber? The, uh, the, the B2? Yeah. The stealth bomber? Yeah, thing? the stealth bomber. About? Yeah, the B2. You can see how it, when that was being tested, 
people could have been like, look at that black pyramid. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, true. Or a triangle. Because that's kind of like at night if it's moving, that's kind of what it looks like. And so uh, there, there's the, quite the possibility that we as a government have tested many things. And I also believe that other governments have tested other things. And I would be much more inclined to believe that there is a secret government like every government has its own secret ops thing and they're like, there's a secret war going on. Like, that is a conspiracy theory that I'd be more likely to believe than like, but it's actually aliens. Right? <laughs> it's a what hard the secret pill. war it's with a, the aliens? It's, it's a hard pill to swallow without like a type of evidence that is inconceivable. Right. Yeah. This is exactly it, what I imagine the movie The Arrival is about. I have not seen that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, actually. Surprisingly. I have. It's um, phenomenal. Um, is that what it's also it's not necessarily about that. <laughs> right. can't, wait, can't wait to check it out. Can't wait to see yeah. this movie that I wrote. But it's the other reason, too. Like, it's so difficult to talk about aliens in a serious manner because people are so willing to shit on it because there's so much stupid information I'm out there. I'm willing to shit on it. Like, my brain is, like, shitting on it as I'm talking about it. I feel yeah, stupid. but I don't want to. I know. Because I... I feel... St- it's just because- hard to feel stupid. Like, I, it's weird. Like, everything within me tells me that it's so much obvious. Like, it's so obvious to just, like, listen to the, like, evidence from the people in the positions of authority. But at the same time, like... How much am I willing to let myself imagine? It's like so it's such a it's such a difficult thing to be earnestly interested in. Which is why like the stuff like the Majestic Twelve documents and all that stuff that is like actual government paperwork stuff is interesting to me because we have scraps and pieces of information that obviously are part of something much larger that we don't know about. That we'll never really have the answers to because it's all under lock and key. And only the stuff that gets, like, slipped out accidentally or by somebody on the inside, that's the only time we ever get pieces of this information. And there's so much disinformation and nonsense out there that it's so easy for the government to just, like, point and laugh or, or, you know, other people to point and laugh at us and be like, yeah, you believe in this nonsense. But then you see things like this. The Phoenix Lights, again, and the governor reaching out to the, the Air Force base and being like, what the hell was that? And they don't have an answer for you. And they're like, we don't know. We're confused, too. It's just, God, there's it, there's there's stuff there that's like, God, aliens could be real. And then you start researching it and you come across the GeoCities website. And you're like, God, these people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, oh, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating, which is why... I recommend you read stuff like the Coronora, the Corona, rather, the Crash at Corona and Edge of Reality, because those are, like, people who actually have, like, PhDs and degrees and worked, like, actual jobs and research that have wrote books on this maybe stuff. I, maybe I finally will pick up a copy of Edge of Reality. Dude, we should read it together before we, we talk about, like, maybe the more in-depth aspects Maybe we could of, do, like, a of... mini-sode book review on it. Yeah, for sure. I'd be down. But we've been going for over an hour and a half, and I feel like we barely fucking scratched the surface. We got a, we got um, like a we got like a base down. We have like a yeah. We, we have a base we down the for concrete, which we could, like a platform. We poured the concrete. Yeah, this is going to be a long kind of build to other things. And like the next thing I would love to talk about in an episode when it comes to aliens is abductions and abduction stories and hitting on a few of those and what the the common thread that tends to run through all abduction stories over decades and decades of time that makes abduction stories at least some of them either more believable or less believable depending if you think it's a traumatic event or if people are actually being tested on or whatever um that kind of thing so yeah i guess we'll uh we'll kind of wrap Man, up it's so like daunting the ta- the idea of like 
comprehending aliens. Well, it's that's why I, I kind of threw away wrote writing like a real outline to hand out because there's it's too messy, right? Like it's so messy to talk about this stuff because it all leaks into one another. And to be and to talk about one thing, you want to clarify what you mean, and then you want to clarify your clarification, and then clarify that. Yeah. And you kind of have to go down this rabbit hole of like, well, no, this is what I mean, and they work for these people, and this is what the deal is. Well, the aliens are here because of this, but maybe because of this, but maybe also because of this, and it's just absolutely it's messy. So I hope we gave you an idea of, of uh, why people believe aliens are here, uh, the crazy stuff and the more interesting, like, possible factual stuff. Yeah, um, as well as a healthy sampling of rationality and doubt. Of course. And that's that's super important. And I super appreciate Jesse talking about basically the pamphlets and, and stuff of the 1500s. That's fucking – that's just interesting to me. Like, I find that really cool. Yeah, it, it, uh, people, so. people tend to forget that – Mankind has always created stories and awesome stuff, and it isn't like oh, a yeah. new thing. All the things we're talking about, and you know, it's hard not to dra- think about that. It's hard not to think about that stuff as like Disney's Hercules, right? You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the idea of them having like a newspaper in like ancient times, but like it was real. Yeah, even I mean, like ancient ancient times when people were chiseling stuff. There, there were there were or even when it was vocal and just oral stories. We did that. We we gave news to each other and we told people stories and we there were ancient archaeologists who dug up stuff and they're like well this must be a legendary dragon even though it's like dinosaur bones yeah like, like we've done that forever and people just forget that and i think it's fascinating that people just assume that ancient man was somehow lesser than us they were just less yeah. technologically advanced but they were yeah. just they were equal in our grasp of, of certain aspects of reality we haven't gotten and the that much smarter in a couple hundred years Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. A thousand years ago, we were, I mean, a, a, a thousand years ago is roughly equivalent to what we were when the United States was founded. Yeah. Right? Yeah, more or less. Like, except it's, except for uh, new ideas in, uh, uh, the, you know, like looking at the stars and things like that. But, like, and just mental like capacity. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool, man. I, I like it a lot. It's, uh. It's interesting. It's interesting. And, and bringing up that whole idea of, of ancient people being storytellers, it's really interesting to see us today, or at least the, the UFO nutbags out there who love this stuff in a good and bad way, cherry pick. Like, they're so willing to dismiss mythology of, like, chimeras and ancient gods and stuff, but when the UFO stuff comes up, they're willing to believe it no problem. Yeah, and to think about it in the other way, like, more positively, too, just, like, the way that people told stories about stuff they didn't know about back then compared to now it's you know it's basically the same stuff and like some of it's true every time yeah. every time like even back in the day like some of the stuff they thought was true and some of it wasn't and now it's the same yeah. thing agreed well gentlemen thank you for buckling in on this fucking wild messy ride uh it's only the first t- big toe dipped into the ocean of insanity when it comes to aliens um we will not be doing an alien episode uh next episode it will be something and, and i want to address as well while we're wrapping up we, we, I, we super duper appreciate and love all the shouting that people want weekly episodes and all this stuff. And uh, the reviews on iTunes are phenomenal. Thank you guys so much for all the love you've been throwing our way. Uh, it is really cool to kind of have this baby project pop up and people immediately cling on to it and love it. And we love doing it. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, if you guys want to chat about the show, the, the subreddit has been popping off lately. People have been telling some really cool stories. So go and check out Chaluminati Pod over on the subreddit. And we're on iTunes and basically every podcast app you can get on. Um, moreover, 
if you guys are going to be next week at PAX East, all three of us are going to be there. That's very so, true. Yeah, you two specifically, you guys got something going on on Thursday night. What you guys up to? Yeah, you got to come see Scary Game Squad on Thursday night. What time is that? 9 o'clock? 8 to 10 p.m. We have two hours. Oh, my two hours. fucking wow. God. We're going to die. Yeah. Can I ask a question but keep it vague so you don't have to spoil anything? Are, is it going to be a very similar pod, uh, not podcast, similar panel to PAX <laughs> Probably. That's what I like to hear. I'll be there. I'll be there with you guys. Uh, I'll be up in the front row hanging out. Uh, so if you see us at PAX East, come say hi. Uh, we're, we'll be there all weekend. It'll be cool to talk to you guys about the crazy shit. Um, Definitely. Other than that, I don't think there's much else to talk about. Again, thank you for the love. We appreciate it. Uh, I have been slowly reaching out to a couple of individuals about potential guest appearances from people who are more um, into the paranormal side of things out in the world. Uh, So maybe in the future we'll see some guests pop on for an episode or so. Cool. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, Alex, what you got? Where can people find you? What do you got going on find me, uh, next week or two? Find me, find me on the internet, you guys. Find me on Twitter at Fasciani A. Go look at Super Beard Bros. We're, we did a, I don't know, tomorrow there's April Fool's Day. Who knows what could happen? You know? That's, that's true. Internet on April Who Fool's Who knows Day what could happen insane. on the Super Beard Bros channel on, on, on April Fool's Day? Maybe we plan something <laughs> funny uh, or fun or cute. Uh, but check it out. Ah, sweet. And Jesse, what about you, man? What's going on with you this week? You know, just Jesse Cox all over the internet. And, um, uh, you know, check out my stuff. I got so much stuff going on. I just would say find something with me that you love. And if it's me myself, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Good. If the the me you love is me, call me. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. And for me, you can find me at Mathis Games or Judge Mathis Games pretty much anywhere on the internet. Uh, if you want to tweet at the podcast, it's Chaluminati Pod on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. Um, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks, and maybe in a couple of weeks we'll have an announcement about a potential live show we're working on. Ooh. Uh, which we'll see. Um, we've got some positive stuff to talk about that in the future. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sick. Bye-bye. Bye.